The stock market crash is around the corner. It could literally happen this year. So inside this video, I'm giving you undisputable evidence of this crash coming as well as three ways to take advantage and profit from the crash that is imminent. So let's get into it. Subscribe, like. I'm just here to help you guys get better on your journey. But let's show you the one reason that's going to tank the market, which is the rising interest rate. And while this may be obvious, everyone's talking about it, there's something they don't know, which I'm going to point out right now. But I do want to talk about the past. So as you can see, the interest rate has been on a steady increase about six to seven times. So the most recent one being before COVID, one before that being before 2008. So as you can see, consistently causing stock market crashes. And this is because of a simple fact. When the interest rate goes up, people can't afford as much of it could have before. So if I have a 2% interest rate, I try to buy a million dollar home. It costs about $7,000 a month for that million dollar home. Interest rate goes up another 2%, 4% now for the home. Now I have to pay eight, $9,000 a month for that million dollar home. So if I was budgeting seven grand to buy a home, I can't afford a million dollar home anymore. I can only afford 800K 700k so people pull back on what they can afford in the real estate market which will sink the prices deflate that drive out demand as well as you know companies that are borrowing money growth stocks they can't afford as much now so they can't use as much money to pay their company invest in r&d because as the interest rate goes up they have to pay more to the loan less money goes to all that other stuff I was talking about. So it slowly dwindles money on the economy and it really puts the squeeze on us. And this is what causes that crash. So I do want to talk about the one key fact that not many people point out is that the rising interest rate, and please pay attention to this. Don't fast forward. This one statement is huge. The rising interest rate does not affect the economy poorly. What happens at the end of it does. So the act of slowly raising it is actually good for the economy because it fights inflation. We're, we're really in a healthy place when this happens. But at the peak of it, when we keep doing this too much at the peak, that is when we squeezed enough. And that's where the economy can crumble and we have to lower it aggressively. You can see at this chart, every time we go on this interest rate hike adventure, at the top of it, we drop it almost instantly. We have to, to stimulate economic growth. So Let's talk about the first example and show you what happened to the stock market. So this is something nobody talks about, which is pretty incredible. There's a lot of smart people on the internet, but no one's saying this. So as we raised interest rates for, I think, two years straight, uh, this was when Trump was president. I was watching this happen at the time. COVID happened. So as you can see, we started the rate hike in 2016. Market was on a steady rise. We did not see too much selling in the market until COVID. So once we cut interest rates, that's when the market really crashed. We were in a quote-unquote recession until we got those stimulus packages out and then everything was back to normal. Money came back in. We had a lot of quantitative easing and that really helped the market go up. So once we stop raising interest rates, once we cut interest rates, that's when the economy goes down hard. So that didn't happen until COVID. So that's the thing I'd be nervous about. This is the lesson I want to teach you, everyone here and what I'm planning to do with my money is the rising interest rate is not something I'm worried about because we have inflation. Inflation is actually good for companies. It boosts their earnings 
boost their numbers, boost the stock market. But what happens is when we increase those interest rates, we hit this point of no return, and that's where we can't take it. And that's where you see the market crumble. So the next example I'm going to give is a 2008 bubble. So housing, during that time, we were raising the interest rate from 2005 to 2008. So rising interest rate happened before 2008. We had interest rates go up from here to here. So how can the market and interest rates go up? And this is something everybody is nervous about. I mean, those are two examples of the interest rate rising and the market rising. So we're going to be missing out on possible easy money if we get out of stocks and just sell off because of the fear. Everyone's selling this fear story. But you can see here, the market did not crash at any moment when interest rates were going up. And then we cut the rates at the height and then the market crashes, which tells you something important, that once we cut rates, you should be nervous. That's when the Fed sees something we don't. And sometimes they have to cut them too late. And too late means that the market might have already crashed 10 20%. And at that point, if you sell all your stocks, you might be gambling if it's the bottom or not. So Texas number if you want our free Monday morning watch list. Free stocks I'm looking at every Monday. Just text the number. So next example again is right here. This is actually the dot-com bubble from 1994 to 2000 steady rate increases. This is the largest period of time where we kept rates consistent at about 5% and didn't drop them dramatically. So this is a great economic healthy period. And check out this stock chart. It's going to blow your mind. The greatest uptrend I've ever seen in the stock market from $400 to about $1,500. So 200% return in about six years. And then boom, guess what? We dropped rates at around 2000 at the height. Like We're about six months out from the high of the market. And then boom, insane sell-off. So the market does not stop on a dime. Once you cut rates, you do have some time sometimes before the market really sells off. And then... When we cut those rates, the market's stimulated. It has a lot of cheap interest, cheap money, and that's what keeps the market going for the next all-time highs. But again, did you see the market sell-off during this rate hike? No. We had one sell-off here, but clear uptrend for multiple years. Next up, we're going to go to the 1988 section. A nice rate increase from here to here, and then boom, we drop those dramatically. So let's go to the chart. As you can see, this is a very unique example as it was such a quick period of time, about six months of rate increases, and then an insane one candle sell-off. And then great uptrend right back up to all-time highs. If you're learning something, what you're seeing right here is the market's consistently going up. At this time, the market's at $200 uh, for the SPX. The previous recession, the previous pullback was at 400 So we're nervous about the market selling off, but through every one of these pictures, all these sell-offs in the market, the lows are not even close to the previous lows. This one's at about 800 which is another 100% from the previous market sell-off. And over here, during 2020, we're at 2400 So we're not even close. So if you're selling into fear, you're always putting yourself at a place where you're not taking advantage of the market efficiently because you have capital gains you have to pay. You got to get back in, which is hard timing that. It's better just to ride this stuff out. And I mean, if you have cash, if you have gunpowder, I mean, this is really great 
these are great discounts, honestly. What we're seeing right now are some great discounts. So let's move on to the next example, free option course, link below. And I promise you that after the next two examples, we'll get into the three ways to take advantage of a market crash. Like I said, the greatest opportunity is when the market goes up, when we take advantage of holding stuff long-term. But there's a way to take advantage of a crash with some leverage positions and make possibly a 1,000%. But here's our free course. As you can see, plenty of content, totally for free to help you out on your journey. We're going to look at the crazy, crazy time here, uh, the 70s. And this is something that they're saying is similar to what's happening now. Inflation's high. Interest rates went sky high here. Went up to 20%. Horrifying. Horrifying to look at. But look at the stock market. We're hiking rates here at 1977. Market went up. Inflation is supposed to be something that's going to sink the stock market, cause the next recession. But when we're raising rates, we're in a healthy environment. The Fed doesn't want to sink the market. If they can do anything they can to boost it, keep it at least at flat, that's what they're going to do. But if their actions are negatively affecting the stock market, they're, they're, they're not doing their job. So as you can see here, the market might have sold off during the first initial hikes, but steady climb for multiple years. Again, something I'm not worried about. Let's move on to the last one. This is the one unique outlier, 5 to 10% rate hike, 5 to 12% rate hike for the 1972 to 1974 section. Two years of rate hiking. And during the start of this, we were in a steady decline. The market mover indicator turned green, indicating the bottom, the buy signal, and then boom, we rallied from there. But this is the one case I've found so far that rate hiking did cause a sink. So the Fed was fueling this into a worse sell-off than it should have been probably. So I don't know if economic data was easily available, easily seen by the Fed, but um, this is one reason that uh, I'd be worried about rate hiking then in a downturn. So if we're starting to see selling uh, red clouds, blue candles, and more rate hiking, that's something I'd be super nervous about. So let's see if that happens. But again, that's one outlier. outlier. Out of all the rate hiking in the past, we've just seen steady stock market increases along the way. And then once we cut rates, that's when we see the discounts. That's when we see the possible six to eight month recession. The last thing I want to do is point out how can we profit from this? I'm not your mother. This isn't financial advice. I'm not telling you my secret lasagna recipe. You have to be your own baker, lasagna expert. <laughs> I can't be that. I'm, I'm away from this analogy at this point. But here is one way to profit, which is the SPXS. So this is something that goes up when the market goes down. If you're tired of shorting things, if you don't want to go on margin, there's one way to take advantage of the market, which is these leveraged products um, that take advantage of puts far out. So when the market goes down, these puts can go up. And you can see right here, we had a 80% increase from a quick 10% correction. So if we're going to see a 50% correction in the market, you could see like a 500% run on these leveraged products. So these leveraged products, these returns are a lot less because they consistently get watered down and diluted. So these returns don't look as great from the past. But the most recent return is 135% run during COVID. And again, these got diluted. 
these got watered down, so it could have been like three five hundred percent run. But if we do see a, a crash in the in the stock market, these should be about three times the returns compared to the market. So if the market crashes thirty percent, these should be three times more, so a hundred percent return. So instead of the market, instead of the product going down, it goes up three times the amount the market goes down. And this is the SPX, so the SPY. The other leverage product I like, which is the UVXY, I like it a little bit better because the VIX goes sky high when the market crashes. So the, it can go even further and have even higher returns than the market, and especially that leverage product we just showed. But 200% for that exact same correction in 2018. And then COVID was... 1,100%. So a thousand percenter during COVID. That's because the VIX can outperform the market when it's dropping. And the UVXY is a, I think, a three times mover on that. So maybe two times mover, but you can see just insane returns. And I think you can buy options on the VIX. And the VXX is that 2x mover on the VIX. So there's option products as well on the VIX, which could mean even more returns. Who knows? I haven't traded it. I don't know. This is something I'm not really too educated on, but you can see from the past, a great way to hedge yourself at least. Lastly, this is something nobody talks about, so thank you for staying tuned till the end. Um, this is something you're really really going to be excited about. So this is not a millions type of thing. You can't make millions. It's not huge returns, 100% on your capital possibly. So that means you put in five grand, you could get five grand. So this is a credit spread. And this is a far out credit spread. So if you think the market crash is coming in, let's say eight months, this is one option I might use. And this is actually very exciting now that I look at it. But December 30th, all I'm doing is I'm selling a 500 strike for SPY, which means if the market stays under $500, I make the full premium on this credit spread. And I'm going to be buying the 510 call. You can buy the 520, the 530. It just increases or decreases your risk to reward. So you're risking more to make less. So the 510 is kind of the sweet spot I found. I'm trying to make 250 bucks, let's say, I'm risking 750. So it's a one to three. So that means if I bought 10 of them, I can make $2,500. I'm risking $7,500. I make that 2,500 if SPY is underneath $500 by December 30th. So I don't like fighting the market. Market generally goes up over time. This isn't my favorite play. So I added one more unique twist to it, which should blow your mind, which is a short iron condor. So if you're convinced the market's going to go down, but you're not totally sure and you think the market could trade sideways, you could also put on a put credit spread, which makes your risk to reward better and helps you um, have a safer trade in my opinion. So December 30th, and we're going to sell the 400 and buy the 390. So a $10 spread. And again, same risk to reward, but we don't risk twice as much now. We risk the same, we have twice as much credit. So instead of uh, 250, now we have almost $500 of credit, which means we put in 500, we can possibly make 500. So one to one risk to reward ratio, SPY has to stay between 400 and $500 by December 30th, 
which seems like honestly a great trade. Sometimes I make these videos and I get so pumped up on what I find, I actually take the trade the next day. So this is something I don't mind looking at. But a credit spread is great because if you're wrong about one direction, you have the other direction protecting you. Risk to reward is better. And again, you have options decaying in your favor. So it's always good to put those type of plays in your portfolio instead of being a full degenerate and just buying calls and puts with no idea of what's going to happen. So time decays a blessing if you know what to do with it. And with that being said, I'm going to put a great iron condor strategy video to the right of me, which is going to help you understand the full short iron condor strategy and how to implement it. If you want to join me seven days for free trading, hit the link below. Love to see you guys on the next one. Peace out. Thank you for joining.